The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Yo, here we are. It is the Players' Lounge. It's a different kind of Players' Lounge today, but we're here, and we're happy to do it. We're doing it virtually today. Had a little change of plan here because the COVID's been running around rapid. I am Newey Scruggs, <laughs> joined by Barry Church. And uh, Danny McCray is, is, is out. Going to be out for a little second here, so uh, the show must go on, though. It's got to go on. The famous words, the show must go on. Yes, yeah, so the uh, Washington... Football team is hosting the Dallas Cowboys Sunday in Landover, Maryland. Barry, I want to go back to the first time you ever went to FedEx Field. What were you thinking it was going to be versus when you showed up and you drove through there and you're like, it's here? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. My first, that was my very first regular season game um in 2010 and we went to washington we lost that game i think that was when d'angelo hall scooping scored the fumble they won like 13 to 3 or something crazy like that but uh that was my first time going to an nfl game period so then washington was it was up there and like you said man we driving up i'm thinking you know all stadiums in the nfl are glamorous like so i went you know small high school in toledo of course that's a mid-major so the stadium's not gonna be crazy so in my mind i'm thinking i've never been to an nfl game and I've only driven past, you know, the Steelers stadium. And that stadium was pretty dope. So, to me, I'm like, all right, man, this is this is going to be amazing. I can't wait to see we go through this tunnel, get to the locker room. It's going to be so high tech. Man, we pulled up in there. I was like, what? And then we walked past. I mean, we walked through the tunnel. The tunnel cracks all over the tunnel. The locker room was small. and looked like it was built back in 1965. And they haven't done any reservations to it. So, I was extremely disappointed. But uh, the atmosphere was pretty cool, man. The atmosphere was definitely pretty cool. That tradition, that rivalry is definitely alive in there. And, and for the most part, like we talked about the other day, it, it's all Cowboys fans. It's like, a, it's like a home game away from, you know, Dallas. So I love going up to Washington. I got a great record against that team. So hopefully it continues on uh, Sunday. The, the thing that's weird is as you're driving through this town in Maryland, you pass RFK on the left, where the where they used to play, where the place used to jump. So you pass the old mm-hmm. stadium, then you drive it through this neighborhood, you pass apartments and liquor stores and <laughs> and, and these this kind of shopping these kind of shopping areas, and the next thing you know, you're here. You know, it's a whole bunch of land and the stadium is there, and you're like Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. what you were used to was all right. Here's AT and T Stadium. You know this palatial place next to you know another a baseball diamond, and then you you're passing the Steelers and your Heinz Field, which is right next to where the Pirates play. Those stadiums are right there together, and then you come to this, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you realize how old it is when you go in. Like, this is an old place, man. Man, it's, it's old. It's real old, and it's real small. Like, it's just like the locker rooms. You know, at AT&T Stadium, it's like, you know, you got a whole bedroom as, as your locker. But in there, it's like, man, it, it's literally like a cubby, and everybody's so tight, and, like, there's offenses on one side, then there's a wall, then there's a defense on the other, and the training room is right there. So, I mean, it's just it's real compact. 
you're right next to the uh, the opening of the stadium. So if you're playing in there and it's cold, and they leave the, the doors open in the locker room, it's freezing. So, I mean, it's just all around, man. They, they need to get up out of there, Nui. They need to get up out of that stadium. But okay. I don't see it coming anytime soon. Well, ideally, from, from the things you keep reading in the Washington Post, is Dan Snyder wants to go to RFK. He'd like to get something built there, but that apparently is not happening. And then, of course, uh, they, they've talked about going in Virginia someplace. So uh, I'll say this. It's going to be hard to find public money and votes for that yeah. stadium. I mean, who's going to want to vote for Daniel Snyder? He's an unpopular man. He's taken yeah. a, a, the team, which, which had a long list of season ticket holders, over 10,000-plus, and he's whittled that down to, to now you roll up in there, you know, you, it's a home game for the other team. Cheeseheads mm-hmm. came up in there, took over last year. Colts fans were up in there. So so he's, he's really done a lot of damage, and these votes are hard. I remember when Denver was trying to get the votes for their stadium. They, they won the Super Bowl, and it barely passed. Uh, I remember when they were trying to get Cowboy Stadium built here. Uh, Jerry had to work real hard and had Bill Parcells out there. I mean, they were they were out here trying to convince people, hey, give us your vote. So you'll give us public money for this uh, for this stadium. So I I don't know where Daniel Snyder is going to be able to go get it. And then you look at all the messes that are going on in his organization. Uh, mm. inside the organization, and they're not winning. So uh, I should say they're not winning championships anymore like they used to, so so we'll see. But they have won four straight football games. They are two games behind the Cowboys, so this game is going to be important. Montez Sweat, one of their pass rushers, mm. is not going to be playing in this contest. We already know Chase Young, who they took in the draft wow. last year, number two overall. He's out for the season, and they're tied in Logan Thomas, who um, has had some pretty nice games against the Cowboys the past couple of years. He will not play in this football game. So the Cowboys, as they're getting some guys back, Washington losing some guys here. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. They lost some some important pieces. Uh, definitely Logan Thomas. You know, he he's missed the majority of this season, and then he comes back these last couple games. He plays well against the Raiders, and then boom, he takes that injury right there the last victory or the last time they played. So. To me, uh, that's a huge loss because that was kind of like their security blanket. That was Heineke's like security blanket. When everything breaks down, he's looking for Logan Thomas. So without him being there, I think they still have Ricky Seals uh, Jr. I think he's still there um, as their tight end. He's another one of those wide receiver slash tight end type guys. So we should be able to contain him. But even with all those injuries, we know on the defensive side of the ball, Sweat, who's been out for the majority of the year as well, will miss again because of COVID. But uh, with all those injuries, they still, on the offensive side of the ball, they still have those cowboy killers. And I'm talking about Gibson, and I'm talking about scary Terry McLaurin. I mean, those two guys alone, they do some damage to the Dallas Cowboys. The last time they met up, I believe, in Washington, Gibson went off running the football. And we know what scary Terry can do on the outside. And it's like we go through this every single time we, we play a guy in the division that just does well against Dallas. Like look at look at uh with the Raiders, Deshaun Jackson. He came back. He was a cowboy killer. Nobody knew anything about this guy this season. Right. He wasn't doing anything, and then boom, he plays against us and goes off. So those two guys have the capabilities of being game wreckers. So it makes me a little bit nervous, but I'm with you, Newy. I, I think the boys got this handled. I look at Neville Gallimore coming back. I just cannot emphasize it enough of how much I'm expecting him 
to be the player I saw at training camp, who was an improved football player, who was the best deep interior defensive lineman they had. And when I go back to camp and guys that, that, that I saw improvements from, Terrence Steele was one of the guys that we saw improvement from, improvements from. We saw C.D. Lamb making incredible plays. Uh, we saw Sean McEwen, the tight end, playing better football. We saw a lot of guys in that second year with a full camp that were getting better. So uh, I, I'm expecting Neville Gallimore to get out there to help fortify the defensive line, to help stop the run. Tristan Hill is coming back off the suspension to go along with <laughs> the enforcer. Hey, yeah, don't punch nobody. How about that? You know, at least not during the game. <laughs> not, not after the game, but, uh, but hope, hopefully losing that paycheck will, will get him in the right frame of mind. And, <laughs> and then also Osa, Osa Odigizua. So if you get some more beef up front, go along with Carlos Watkins, get some more beef up front, stop that run. Then you get your defensive ends back, Tank Lawrence and Randy Gregory. We know Tank Lawrence is very good at, at helping to uh, stop the run as well. I like what the Cowboys, from a defensive standpoint, are going to be able to bring. And then now you've got Micah Parsons with the ability to line him up at different pressure points. So I'm expecting the Cowboys and Dan Quinn to go out and fit, you know, figure out how do you stop the run first, stop Gibson, and then as far as, far as Terry McLaurin goes, okay, hey, Trayvon Diggs, go get him. Go get, you know, do what you did to, to Justin Jefferson and other football players out there. And if Taylor Heineke wants to go ahead and throw Diggs' his way to try and put some pressure out there for him, if I'm the Cowboys, I'd welcome it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm with you on that, Louie. And, and you got me thinking, man, with, the, with these names you were throwing out along the defensive line, I mean, when's the last time they were this deep along that that, that, that unit? I mean, we, you didn't even talk about Basham or Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, you got Carlos Watkins returning, you know, interceptions for touchdowns. We get you know, Hill returning. Like, all those guys you just mentioned, I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, I don't even know – when the last time we had a defensive line that was this deep to where you could literally rotate maybe three separate units and still have high productivity like that to me it just blew my mind like i just sat there and think like man this team this defensively and if they all get healthy and remain healthy i mean this defense can be scary in the long run i don't want to sound like a homer okay i i don't want to do that i try to make sure when i when i come here on the players lounge brought to you by hotels.com that that i tell it like it is and I'm looking at the Cowboys having played three games in 12 days, battling some injuries, battling some COVID, and they did not look their best as they lost two of the three in that stretch. And no, the New Orleans Saints win wasn't some great win like they went out there and beat Atlanta. They had to struggle. They had to earn the win. But I don't think I'm being a homer when I tell you the Cowboys are now getting ready to get some reinforcements back that can improve this football team for a stretch run into the playoffs, and they can improve themselves. You can do this. I mean, and I say this looking back at Tampa Bay last year, 7-5 and five at one point, and people look at the Buccaneers saying, hey, man, we don't know if this thing is really working out with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. We don't know. And we saw them get it together. You saw a guy like Vita Vea come back. You can get better. And, in fact, we saw Tampa struggling with that secondary, Barry. Remember the week one? Dak Prescott was torching that secondary up there. They're getting, guys, they're getting guys back, and you're starting to see them play a better brand of football. So if we are being fair and we talk about what the Cowboys are getting back and the ability to put out a lineup they've yet to have, the lineup that they penciled out, the lineup that they thought they had in training camp, they haven't had an opportunity to roll those guys out. This could be it on Sunday at the most important time against the team that is behind you. You go ahead and win this game, man. You got three up on them, and you got four to play. Could be That's pretty right. good. I mean, look, you're right about that, and I'm sure after we take this break, uh, I got a question to ask you when we get back. Okay. Right? 
with with all that, with all that along that defensive line, do you keep Parsons at the linebacker, or do you still do what he does best and that's get after the quarterback? Where Where do you put him? This we will discuss after we take this break. Barry Church, Newey Scruggs, Danny McCray's out today. This is the Players' Lounge brought to you by DallasCowboys.com Radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back, back to the back. Players Lounge. Okay, everybody, your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours before they sell out. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. You are in the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by the Toledo Rocket himself. He is Barry Church. I don't know if he's going to head down to the Bahamas Bowl or not to support the Rockets, but if you're going to go to a bowl game, <laughs> that would be a very good one to go to, my man. A very good uh, one. So... I, I, I would love to join the Toledo Rockets down there. I'm going to give Coach Candle a shout, see if he can hook something up for your boy to get me down in the Bahamas. And look, really, I didn't know, but the Rockets were 7-5 and five this year. You know, I thought we barely made it bowl eligible-wise, but, hey, we were a game above it, 7-5, and five, man. Here's one thing that I will say for the MAC teams. They're lucky because most of the bowl games they get to go to are, are outside the Midwest most of the time. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for some of these Texas teams, man. You sit up here, you get to go to a bowl game, and they go roll you right down the road. Like, what? 
wait a minute. We're going to San Antonio? We're going to Frisco? The Alamo like, Bowl real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would be hot. Like, you know, man, you all year long, you're waiting on this nice bowl game. Go, and, and they go send you in Texas. Or you staying in the state of Texas. You know, not even getting mm. to go to New Orleans, you know? I mean, you do not mm. want to. That, that would frustrate. Outside of the Cotton Bowl. Because the Cotton Bowl is a great game, and that's you know that's one of the big that's one of the big bowls. But yeah, man, if you're just a Texas team like you're UT San Antonio, man, you want to go to California, you want to go somewhere. Then you look up and you see, man, Toledo gets to go to the Bahamas Bowl. I'd be swole. I, I, you ain't lying. I'd be salty as heck. Like if I'm not in the college football playoff, like if I'm not one of the four teams in there, and I got to do one of these other bowls. Take me to the Bahamas Bowl. Take me somewhere where I can, you know, enjoy the week out there. You know, football, yeah, we can go practice a little bit. But outside of football, we get to lay on the beach somewhere and hang out. I'd much rather do that than, like you said, go ahead and go right down the street, you know, to the Alamo Bowl or somewhere like that, man. I, it's just it's just a bad straw right there, man, bad draw. Yeah, yeah. Then I feel sorry for um for SMU, man, they, they got to go to Boston. They're going to the Fenway Bowl. So they're playing at Fenway oh, Park. It's going to be cold. It's cold as <laughs> <all right. laughs> So, hey, you get to leave Texas, but you're going up to Boston. Man, it's going to be cold up in here. So, yes, yeah. yes, the, your, your Toledo Rockets have it really good. I mean, look, if you're not in the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Bahamas Bowl is a heck of a consolation, man. Now, that you can go recruit with right, right there, my man. You can recruit with that. Without a doubt. And also, you can you bring your clubs, do a little golfing down there. So, hey, Toledo, if you're listening, man, hook your boy up. Hook your boy up, man. I'll, I'll be on the sideline. I'll do whatever. Whatever you need. Quality control. Whatever you need, I'm there, man. Just, you know, send a ticket for your boy. Meanwhile, Danny's LSU Tigers are going to go take on K-State in Houston at the Texas Bowl. I don't mm, think... Man. I don't, I don't think that's what the LSU kids thought was going to happen at the start of the year. They're going to go just right down the road, go a couple hours down to Houston for a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a family family and friends bowl right there where all you see in the stands is just, you know, family, the, the immediate family and some friends, man. That's, that's all that's going to be right there now. All right, let's dive back into some Cowboy defensive questions as they get ready to face Washington in a key game on Sunday. And um, look, I'm a huge fan of Micah Parsons. I think you and I were both there first just wondering, okay, hey, man, uh, you'd rather have had the corner, but you took the next best defensive player. That was when the top three guys mm-hmm. we, we kind of focused on were Sir Patrick Sertan of Alabama, J.C. Horn, South Carolina, and then it was Micah Parsons. But we were all about a defensive player. Our guy, Danny McCray, was all about offensive tackle. So yeah. my, my, <laughs> Micah's turned out to be a sensational pick at 12. He is going to win the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now with Tank Lawrence coming back at one defensive end spot, Randy Gregory at the other, I say you put him back at linebacker. But the beauty of what Dan Quinn is going to be able to do is he'll be able to dial up pressure any kind of way he wants. So he can have him play some base. He can have him line up over the center. I mean, send him through the egg. I mean, he can bring him so many different places, man, that I just think that we're, I think we're about to see Michael Parsons go next level if – we see and think we can get Randy Gregory playing like he has before he got injured. Tank Lawrence doing what he's been able to do, went healthy in his career, and Neville Gallimore taking another step in, in his second year. I think this can free up Micah Parsons to do some damage. 
Yeah, you're you're right about that, man, and I'm agreeing with you because this will be the first time, really, that Dan Quinn will be able to use him as like a, a defensive weapon, you know, a yep. positionless, just defensive weapon out there. Because you you got the guys on the outside. Let's just say Tank, you know, he's coming back strong. He came back in that Saints game and played pretty well, in my opinion. Let's say that Gregory does the same thing when he comes back. You have your two bookends on the outside. So you can, like you said, you can play with Michael Parsons' alignment. You can blitz him up the center. You can have him attack the wink link of the offensive line. But you can have him everywhere and pretty much use him as a defensive weapon. I mean, when we first started talking about this guy, I thought, all right, you know, he's a beast. But I think he needs to stay at linebacker. You know, he can uh, he can affect the game more that way. You know, he doesn't have to come off the field because as a defensive lineman, you're going to have to rotate. But he proved me wrong, man. When he got down to that defensive line, he was still able to give you 50 to 60 snaps. And he was causing havoc for every offensive line that was out there, whether it was a tackle or whether it was the, he moved them inside playing guard. So now that we're so deep at the defensive line, I think you can truly use him as a weapon no matter what the situation. You can put him back in the pass coverage. If you want to attack it, you can have push D-Law on the inside and have Parsons on the outside as an end. You have so many capabilities of using this guy and his talent and his abilities. I mean, it, it, it could be a scary sight. It could be a scary sight if it all works out. But to me, Gregory has to come back like he was before he was injured because he was on a roll. He was on a tear. If he can do that, then, man, the sky's the limit for this defense and what they can do with Parsons. And then the question you have to ask is, okay, who do you double team? I mean, literally, who, who, who do you double team and where do you go? And so I, I think Dan Quinn is going to be able to just get in his, get in his you talk about getting in your bag, he'll be able to get in his bag and do some different things if everyone is, as we talked about, is able to play at the level that we believe they can on this defense. And now you're talking about trying to get this unit to gel for their last five games here. We could be talking about a different type of Cowboys team. I was chatting with uh, Rick Goslin uh, and uh, – he was talking about New England. He says, hey, that's not the same team that the Cowboys faced. He said, that's a different team now, which means, you know what? They were able to grow and you coach them up. I look at that same standpoint for what I think the Cowboys can do and be. This defensive unit can get better. They can grow. And you could go into the playoffs talking about a different type of football team. Offensive side, we've got some other questions. But right now, defensively, I like what they could possibly do. And not only a different team, but a healthy team. Like, if they're able to get back all these reinforcements and they're able to stay healthy for this playoff run, I mean, you're looking at a dangerous squad. I mean, the last time they were all together as one, like as a defense, everybody was healthy, was week one, you know, against Tampa Bay. And we saw how that game went went out. I mean, you know, it was a, a high-scoring affair, but the defense was able to get four takeaways as well. So, to me, this is just this team is starting to come together. They're starting to gel as a unit. Everybody's kind of knowing the strengths and weaknesses of what they're asked and were being asked to do out there. And they're playing at a high level. I mean, it's not only the defensive line. You look at the second level, Vander Esch. You know, he might not stand out as much, but he's not he's not giving up plays or, or busting coverages like he has in the past. And then you look in the secondary, I think Anthony Brown, you know, we get on him a lot on the show earlier in the season, but this guy's had a, an extremely solid season outside of two games, you know, the, the one game against the Raiders and then the Tampa Bay game, he's played extremely good, a solid corner on the outside opposite of Trey or Diggs on the other side. We all know how he's playing. So to me, this defense is gelling, it's getting healthier and it could be scary going come playoff time. If these guys can all gel now, that's the optimal word, if they can all gel. Folks, if it doesn't happen this Sunday, do not panic, okay? Mm -mm. It, it may take some time to get 
everything, all the pieces together. And Barry, this is where you can talk to, to people being a former safety in the league. Sometimes you've got a thought of what you think it could be, and it may take you a little bit to get there. I, I present to you the New England Patriots. Took them a little bit to get to that vision of what Bill Belichick's wanted on both sides of the football, but they got there. With five games to go, I believe the Cowboys can be able to get there. This is a key game that you'd like to go ahead and get in the bag because to beat Washington at their place, knowing that you get them the day after Christmas at your place, this can be a big help in terms of being able to wrap up this division and, and, and try to you know tinker with a couple things if you want to. And don't forget, you've got uh, Arizona after you face the Washington football team at Jerry World. So I, I like what I'm seeing on, on the defensive side of things. Offensively, we got issues, but right now the defense may be the side of the football that can kind of help carry the Cowboys right now. Yeah, without a doubt, I think, you know, they can help carry it or do their job to get this team to where it needs to be. Um, like you said, we got them, we got Washington, what, two out of the next three games. And to me, if we wrap this up in Washington this weekend, I think it's done for the division. I think that, you know, that puts a three-game lead between um, the Cowboys and the next closest, you know, guy or next closest team in the NFC East. So I, I think it pretty much gives us the leeway to to pretty much solidify that playoff position and get that division lead or that division crown. So this is definitely a huge game. And like you mentioned, this, this defense, they're going to, they have to take some time to gel. It's not just going to happen overnight. I mean, you got pieces in here that are ultra talented, but have yet to really play together as a whole all season. I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence came back last week. He showed that he can, he's bet he's back to what he used to be and he can affect the quarterback and affect the run game. And it, but it's still going to take a little bit of time for all these pieces to gel and see where they fit perfectly. So I'm interested to see what they do on third downs. That's going to be a huge key for me to see how they're going to play this package. Are they going to make it kind of like a just a fast NASCAR type package where you kick D-Law in and you put Parsons on the edge with Gregory and then maybe a Neville Gallimore or Dorrance Armstrong at the other tackle position. So I'm interested to see what they do on third down, but... This is definitely a huge game, and these guys definitely need to bring the A game, and hopefully this defense uh, can continue its uh, high level of play. So, Barry, what is the mindset for a football team sitting here with this kind of lead, knowing if you go to Washington, you may be able to go ahead and soak up this division right now. But on the flip side, if you don't handle your business, you've now given them life. So you got to be extremely. You, you got to be extremely locked in. You got to be extremely locked in. And I think this team is. I mean, they know the opportunity they have right now to pretty much take a commanding lead in this division and pretty much lock it up. So I think Dak and the leaders on this team, they won't let this they won't let the, the guys wander. They won't they won't let a Denver Broncos type situation happen again. And uh, I think that good for us that it already is out of our system. We saw what happened in Denver. I don't think this team will let that happen again. So they're going to be extremely locked in now. Is it, you know, Washington going to come or come with their A game and they might, you know, beat this team? Yes, that, that is, a, that is a, a possibility. But overall, I don't think it'll be because this team's not focused or not ready to play. I think they know what's on the on task right here, and I think they know what the goal is. So hopefully they come to Washington ready to play. He's Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs. Danny McRae with the day off. But do not forget, you can watch Danny tonight oh. on Survivor 41. That's over at CBS. That's tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth time. He said there was only, what, two two episodes left, right? Two was it two or one? Left. It's two. Okay, two. Right. So you got right. this one tonight, and then next week is the finale because they wrap these things up before Christmas.
So that's how oh, these, yeah. these shows kind of do, how they do it. So they wrap it up the week before Christmas. So so it's this week, next week. Danny is in the final six. So make sure you uh, check him out there. Jerry Jones pointed the finger. He rarely oh. does it. He usually protects people, but he pointed the finger. Was he right to do so on his radio show on Tuesday? Let's dive into that next right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it they go, you go? <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Rowdies, holiday deliveries are now available. Spread joy this holiday season with surprises and exclusive gifts from your favorite mascot. Book your holiday delivery today at DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. I'm telling you, man, I still just believe in my heart and soul that there's more than one Rowdy running around out here delivering <laughs> gifts. Rowdy, man, he believes in himself. Look, you know, look, he could be in you know, more than one place at, at the same time. <laughs> Tell you, man, if it's me, okay, and I don't work for the Cowboys full time, but if it's me and I'm in the marketing department, I'm like, we got three rowdies during during Christmas time. There's Tarrant County rowdy, there's Dallas County rowdy, and there's Collin County rowdy. I'm gonna try and get all this rowdy rowdy money I can, man. Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? You gotta maximize maximize on the rowdies. Got Rowdy delivering in Fort Worth. At the same time, Rowdy's delivering in downtown Dallas. And then I got Rowdy delivering something over here in Plano. That's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to, you know. Why well, what about the kids, man? What about the kids? The kids going to be like, man, I thought there was only one original Rowdy, man. What's okay. going on? I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. How many times, how many malls got a Santa going on right now? Okay, that, that's fair. That is definitely fair. Okay? I got Santa's <laughs> everywhere, okay? Everywhere you go. We never say, hey, man, you can't have more than one Santa. I mean, Santa everywhere. Santa every mall. Hey, 
Santa's magical, man. Santa's magical, man. How come Rowdy can't be magical? See, why are we limiting Rowdy's magic? I just think that we should, you know, maximize Rowdy. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. I'll I'll put a business plan together. Maybe we can make something work. I mean, I'm going to work for Jerry when I get fired from Channel 5. I'm going to go work for Jerry. Jerry, I figured out (laughs) 10 ways that I could bring in more money to you, man. Hey, just bring your boy with you, man. I gotta get, I can get part of that too. <laughs> You're in the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, Newey Scruggs, and Barry Church. Danny McRae with the day off here. All right, so, so Church Jerry Jones does a show every Tuesday on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, I used to do that show, so I understand those questions that you want to get into Jerry and seeing where he's at. So Sean and RJ, who are the hosts, they asked Jerry about Dak, you know, is he healthy? And because you know, they don't think that Dak has been the same since coming back with a calf injury, and okay. that's a fa- that's a fair assessment. That's a fair yeah. you know, from from a, you know not being involved, you know, with the team. You can look from and say, hey, look, it's been different. And so Jerry proceeded to say that all right, the receivers have kind of let him down, you know, mm. not, not kind of where they needed to be at some times here. And mm. some people thought it was a shot. But one thing Jerry didn't say, which I definitely believe he was—he would have been legitimately fine to say—is, "Hey, man, we have way too many drops. Okay, way too many drops." And Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson, um, especially in Kansas City, just didn't have the kind of football game that they needed to have. Okay, they, they, nah. they, it was their time to go ahead and, and, and be there. They weren't. They, they just simply weren't. So it was a problem because you had Cooper out. Uh, with COVID, and then you had um, um, you had C.D. Lamb who left the game with a concussion. Those guys did not pick up the slack. Yeah, you're right about that, man. I don't know how I would take this. You know, if I was a you know if I was a receiver, if I was in that receiving room, I, I don't know how I would take this because he's kind of put he's kind of putting it on him. He's kind of putting him saying, hey, you know, a lot of those throws they you know they weren't there, they weren't overthrows or underthrows. You know, the receivers got to help him out. They got to be able to catch the balls and. You know, I, you know, I just don't know how I would feel about that because the room, like you said, there's been a lot of drops. You know, I understand that the A team really wasn't in there. It wasn't, you know, at the whole the whole time. It wasn't, you know, CD, Gallup and Coop together. You know, we had some said Wilson's. We had some Noah Browns in there um, and occasionally uh, Malik Turner as well. So it wasn't the A team that was in there, but there was a lot of drops. There was a lot of drops out there. Um, and for him to kind of say, hey, you know what? The receivers got to help out. They got to do something better. Is uh, it's, it's kind of a shot. It's definitely kind of a shot. And if I'm a receiver, I, I'm taking it that way. But there's not much you can really do. You just got to go out there and step up, step your game up. And when the ball's thrown your way, you got to catch it, make plays. Hey, look, uh, you're talking about several guys who are going to be free agents. So yeah. if Jerry said it, and you're trying to get your bag, I'd be listening to it because <laughs> you, you know, who's going to decide your fate here with the Cowboys? Jerry Jones. Okay, so Jerry, to me, I look at it, Jerry done told you how he feels. Hey, man, I don't think you're helping my $40 million quarterback out, even if you think <laughs> the $40 million quarterback has been off target. Bottom line is perceptions, <laughs> perceptions reality. So the man who writes the checks has a perception of what's going on right now. So you've got Amari Cooper. Think of it this way. Okay? The only safe person is C.D. Lamb. He's still yeah. under his rookie contract. But Amari Cooper, all of the guarantees are gone. So if they want to move on from him, they can with no issue. Uh, and, Cedric, and Cedric it, Wilson's a free agent. Michael Gallup's a free agent. Yeah. And, and Noah Brown should be, be I, I think he may be a free agent as well. So there's guys who ought to be thinking about, hey, I need to be there. They definitely should think because – you know, 
if Jerry's if Jerry's saying that and thinking that, you know somebody told him that. So it had to be somewhere in the, the, the scouting department or the coaches. Somebody told him, like, man, yeah, these receivers need to step it up. You know, they, they ain't helping Prescott out a lot out there. They need to step it up. So you know it's not only Jerry feeling that way. So if I'm a receiver, like you said, man, you got to think, man, so not only is Jerry thinking that, probably the money man's thinking that scouting department, maybe even these coaches. So if I'm trying to get paid, if I'm trying to get that bag, if I'm trying to be with these Cowboys long term, got to step your game up, man, especially in these primetime games coming up. Got these division games coming up. Ain't no better way to make money. Got to step it up and make these plays. So if I'm a receiver, definitely listening. Got it with a keen ear saying, all right, this is what Jerry's saying. All right, I got to get I got to get my grind on. Got to get back to work. So but I'm sure to listen. They got enough playmakers over there. So you're, you've been a player in the league, and you know how players are sensitive to what they hear. If Jerry is going to go ahead and put this out on his radio show, imagine what he's saying behind the scenes. Mm. Because most times people guard what they say if it's not in a positive light about their football team. I mean, Jerry's the ultimate optimist, but he's out here saying, hey, man, these guys are running some wrong. Right? They, kind of let, they basically say, they let Dak down. That, that's what he's saying. Mike, <laughs> the guys out here let Dak down. So... That maybe that's the maybe that's the Jedi mind trick that they go ahead and, and, and get it lit up here at FedEx Field on Sunday. I don't know, but I would you think, be taking you think it these to receivers. Heart. You think these receivers are over there? Like, man, they trying to get us up out of here, man. What, what we gonna do, man? Hey, look, man. If I'm Michael Gallup, I'm worried. I'm worried about it. Um, is, is okay. You, you, you want to get your wife on the show here, Church? Is that that me? That, that's not me. That's, that's you, man. Yeah, that's you. That's you in the background. Oh, we're we good now, I believe. <laughs> I, I thought that was you. I thought that was you over there. I'm like, what's oh, going on, dude? No, no I'm all <laughs> alone. I'm all, I'm all alone, man. You don't want to got the whole family over there. Now I'm all alone. Oh, that was CB. All right. I, mean, I was like, hold up, man. I know it ain't me over here tripping. CB, hey, CB. Over, mm, mm. See? see? Uh, blaming <laughs> DallasCowboy.com. Well, okay. Okay. I thought it was you, Nui, for sure. I'm like, oh, hey, Nui over here doing his other stories and stuff. What's going on? Chris, you out here like these Cowboy receivers, like Jerry saying, huh? You dropping? Mm. <laughs> Just dropping the ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's, here's something that, that I do wonder about is how healthy is Dak Prescott? Because he came off the calf injury, and we have not seen him play like he did before the calf injury. Could he be compensating at all? Is it still hurting? You ask him, and he says he's all good. But still, at the end of the day, I do wonder because he's not the guy he was before he got hurt. Do you do you think it has more to do with his calf injury, or do you think it's this offense being more predictable, or like this offense not being as balanced of attack as it has been earlier in the season? Um, either way, I mean, I, I'm interested to know that because, like you said, I, he's ever since that calf injury, ever since he's went out. With that calf, he's come back. He's just been a little shaky. I don't know if it's been off with the throws, just that connection, that timing with these receivers. We we haven't seen like it like it was at the beginning or before he got his calf injury. So I'm not sure. I don't know if it's the injury that kind of threw his game off or it's just kind of defenses picking up on what what they're doing out there and his offense may be more predictable. But I'm not quite sure, Louie, on that one. Okay. And here's just, just wild theory, okay, just, just my wild theory. Um, could the calf also be connected to last year's entry? You know, could it all be kind of a cumulative thing that's that's going on there? Um, obviously, the offense hasn't been hitting. We're watching Dak with some throws and making some throws that we just don't normally see. He's off. 
So yeah, that, that's I mean, why, look at that. That's why. I just look at the interception he threw. Look at the interception he threw against the the Saints. I yeah. mean, that was no, almost was in the double one. coverage. It was underthrown. Yeah, it's a bad yeah. throw. So that's why that's why we have the questions that we have because th- things are off. Dak is not 100% right. Just like we can look at Ezekiel Elliott, we know he's not healthy. Mike McCarthy spoke yeah. today, and he's like, well, you know what? Um, guys have different injuries. Everything's different. Like, you can't compare what Dak was going through with Zeke when, they, when Dak was hurt with the calf and they decided to rest him versus Zeke and why they're not resting him. So things are not on point. And, Church, I come back to you. You played this game. How much do they make sure they never tell us, the media, and the fans, because guys don't want to have their business out there. They want to protect themselves. Oh, they, oh, they want to protect themselves always. I mean, it, it's hard enough for a player, at least I know for me it was, to tell the training staff I was hurt. Now, you know, I wasn't in a... I wasn't at the the level of you know the Zeke or Dak to where you know I was the you know had to I had to be on the field, but I didn't want to give you know I didn't want to tell anybody I was injured unless I I had to unless it was visible on the field that I was injured. So definitely these guys and these teams are definitely gonna you know protect against you know letting everything out there. But I could for sure see a scenario where that cast giving them a little, a little just a little pain back there. Maybe that's why these passes have been off or he hasn't had that connection. But whatever the case may be. They got to get it. Through. They got to get something worked out because we got to get back on this roll. We got to get these playoffs. So to me, you know, if it's injured, if it's figuring out the the offense and what they're going on, they definitely got to switch something up because uh, we need to get this offense back to where it was at the beginning of the season. Cowboys are favored in this one. So uh, Vegas thinks that they can win this football game. The Cowboys have played well on the road. Amari Cooper, who had a so-so game coming back from COVID against the Saints, I expect him to be. Um, on point and, and doing his and, thing out there. So if you did, and Dak is what? What's, what's Dak? Seven, seven and one against the the, the football team. I mean, it, I, it ain't no way. I, I say it's a blowout. I don't think there's a way that the, the football team gets this done, but we'll see. All right, you know what? We can talk about that tomorrow. So make sure you're watching tonight. Only two episodes of Survivor are left. Survivor 41. Our Danny McRae is on the show. Starts at 7 on CBS. And if you miss it, go to CBS.com. So he's in the final six. He's out today. I, uh, Danny, I think Danny, he's in trouble. I think he's in trouble, uh, Dewey. I don't know, man. I just, he lost, he lost, he lost uh, one of his teammates. So, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's in trouble this time, man. And that, that's why we got to watch. That, that's the beauty. Yeah, got to watch. We, we have to watch. All right. <laughs> We'll uh, do it tomorrow. Players Lounge right here, brought to you by Hotels.com, 12.30 Central Time. For now, I'm Newey Scruggs for Barry Church and Chris Beam and everybody here at DallasCowboys.com Radio. Thank you. Goodbye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!